0: Coffee Break, the advice podcast for teachers, brought to you by UEA.
1: Hello and welcome to this month's Coffee Break. This month I'm joined by Hannah. Hi there and Megan. Hello. We're all higher education advisors that work here at UEA um, and we've got a really great episode this month. What have we got planned, Hannah? So quite
0: interestingly, today's recording for this month is actually taking place during the sessions of our 2019 Nurturing Bright Futures conference. So teachers and advisors that we work with across the country have the opportunity to come and visit campus and hopefully they find our sessions that we run really interesting and find out more about higher education and UEA one of the most interesting things is one of our, let's say, attendees today, who we're going to shortly introduce, uh, Rob, who is from an organisation called Channel Talent. Now, I don't want to steal his thunder too much because I know he's going to talk to us about what that actually entails and what they cover. Uh, But hopefully you teachers and advisors will find this really interesting and we're really happy we've got him on the podcast with us today
1: yeah and then throughout the rest of the episode we'll be inviting some other delegates that are also here at the conference um, and we can't wait to speak to them um, but we just wanted to also say that this is the last episode of the first season of coffee break um, and we will be back from september so do look out for us um, but we'll have a brand new look and a brand new name so from september it will be called the nurturing bright futures podcast um, and we'll insert the link in the show notes at the bottom of this episode Okay, so let's introduce Rob. Welcome Rob.
2: Thank you very much, it's great to be here.
1: It's great to have you and we're excited to hear all about your new, creative, innovative Channel Talent platform. So
0: over to Hannah and Megan. So I know I did mention already the name um, of the organisation that you work for but please divulge a bit more information, tell us what it's actually all about.
2: Great, so Channel Talent is uh, an organisation which sets up interactive online uh, lectures and webinar, or webinars for uh, schools and colleges they're free for schools to take part in um, they're sponsored by the universities and so the schools don't pay uh, f- to take part really it's a great opportunity for students in schools to take part as a group um, in sessions that are put on by universities um, to what what they aim to do is to inform and hopefully inspire students around some of the great Opportunities, some of the great uh, choices that are out there in terms of their education and careers, and so what the sessions really look like is if you're a school, uh, you you might um, be interested in a, a lecture or a, an online lecture on say h- history, twentieth century dictators is one that's coming up. Um, you will uh, put you you'll have a group that wants to take part. They'll take part in a classroom in front of a whiteboard. They'll have uh, the computer uh, PC that's connected. They'll have a webcam and a microphone so they can hear and speak to the academics um, or, or support staff within the university. The The session will be run and it's very much about uh, conversations and interaction in that way. So it, it's trying to get over some of the geographical barriers that universities and schools face to bring people in touch, to have those conversations, to inspire young people around uh, their current studies to support their current studies and, and help them to think well actually yeah, I could do that or I could go on to study that or, or UEA is a fantastic place I, you know I, I, I'm going to go and uh, go to a, a open day for example so it's, it's all about supporting them and inspiring them about what they might go on to do.
3: Sounds absolutely fantastic. So how did this idea come about? You mentioned geographical locations of universities and schools. Was that kind of one of the reasons what inspired you to do and set up Channel Talent?
2: Yeah, so the origins of Channel Talent, it originally was uh, an idea that came out of Bedford School. Um, The head teacher there had an idea that um, he wanted to set up some uh, or a video conference with uh, this was the University of Sheffield initially uh, and some local schools in Bedfordshire. And so I came in to set that up um, and it was funded by the Sutton Trust. So it, it very much had a widening access uh, angle to it at that point. Um, but it's, it's just kind of ballooned, really. There's loads more universities taking part a huge variety of sessions loads of schools we do we recently ran a, a, some sessions with uh, schools in Vietnam uh, for example so it, it has an international element too but um yeah we have schools signing up all the time in the UK and um, that just find it very easy to take part um it's very straightforward we will make the IT side simple and it is very simple um we make sure that we're not asking schools to um you know invest in equipment um so we will for the first session that a school wants to take part in we'll do a test with their it the the basic minimum is that they would have a laptop with a, a webcam and a, an inbuilt mic um and and that will be fine so we, as long as they can connect to the internet they can take part in that session um so we make sure that they're not um You know, paying to to take part in terms of buying equipment, and but they may also have webcams available to them, or or microphones that the um, uh, you know their language departments have, uh, for example, that they can use. But um, but anyway, going back to the original question, which I kind of meandered a bit there, but um, but yeah, so so it was set up as a an initiative funded by the Sutton Trust, and then. Uh, in 2014, I agreed with Bedford School that I would set it up as a business and, it, and it's gone from there.
0: Well, i'm really happy for you that it seems to be such a roaring success and obviously that uea can share into that um and that we're getting to work with lots of schools and colleges as a result so one of the things you mentioned there with the geographical location and um, it's fantastic for us we have some schools obviously that are based in norwich we work with but some wiltshire devon cornwall um and ultimately if I were a teacher, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, um, what do they do to book onto these? How can they actually start to get involved? Because I'm sure they're going to think it's a great idea.
2: Yeah. So all, all the details are available on channeltalent.co.uk. Uh, so there's event listings there. What teachers and advisors can do is look to see what's of interest. They can book on using the online facility to book events. And If it is the first time we run with a school, then we will do that testing that I mentioned as well. Um, Schools and individuals in schools can sign up so that they're getting notifications as soon as sessions become available. Um, And the other things that schools can do is to put in suggestions as well. So we often have schools saying, you know, we'd love to have a a session on, uh, well, it might be personal statements, it might be student finance, it might be um, the physics of ice cream it can be you know <laughs> it can be anything really uh, but you know the schools may uh, often will come in and say we- we'd like a session like this it would really fit well if it was around these times but for example and then we can talk to universities about um, satisfying that request really so that's another way so often the sessions will become becoming from the universities but schools can also be proactive as well in terms of what what they might need so so you know we're always ready to hear about the um uh you know their suggestions and and what schools want
1: and Rob we, we had the pleasure of being sat next to each other last night at the conference dinner which was amazing and you were telling me more about this then and I just wanted to pick up on one of the things that you said yesterday um aside from the geographical locations, another one of the benefits for both schools and the universities in, in accessing these students and sharing all this information um, is that even if one student is interested in that subject, the school can log on for free and that student can access it. Whereas we offer guest lectures in school a lot and and quite often we want to make sure that it's beneficial for both parties and that we're sending academics that are going to have a a big group that's interested in this subject whereas with your platform it doesn't matter how many students are interested in it they can just log on and I think that's really fantastic.
2: Yeah I I think it's a really important part that Hmm. it's, um, it's very it suits lots of different types of schools and colleges so sometimes we'll have very large groups that will take part and very small groups where Perhaps it might be, like I say, it might be a small school or it might be a very specialist subject. But what happens with um, where people are driving, particularly academics, are um, you know, traveling to schools, often it doesn't happen for those specialist subjects because, you know, you might have one student, like you're mm. saying. And uh, so what what this means is that, you, say, for example, you've got four schools taking part, you might have one student that was just so keen to take part, um, taking part from one school, and we always want to accommodate those students, mm-hmm. but you might have 20 students in another, and, you know, we've had 100, 100 students, so where the schools have a whole, you know filled out a whole hall uh, wow. for a session, and it works, so, you know, there's no problem with having that mismatch of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mismatch of numbers, really, so, um, yeah, so, so there's no issues around that and, and it works well sometimes the sessions are set up and designed to be very interactive and in that case we might be more prescriptive about the numbers that take part as in the maximum numbers mm-hmm. um but yeah so some of the sessions can be very interactive and students may end up presenting ideas um, wow, really and, and, and you know and we can share their mm. so if they want to share powerpoints and things like that we can share all of those uh, as well. And, and so the, the format's quite um, flexible. Uh, there's a lot, the interaction is a really key thing, but we try not to prescribe to schools what, how they have to take part and, and how many and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So, so yeah, that's really important, a really important part of it.
3: Mm. Great, so um, you've mentioned a couple of the sessions already. So things like personal statements, things like student finance. Um, But what kind of sessions do you run or is there any that you've found particularly interesting that you can kind of share with the teachers so they can get a sense of the variation of different sessions that um, are run on Channel Talent?
2: Yeah, Um, well, as I said, it's really varied. Um, I mentioned physics of ice cream. That was one (laughs) session that we did run. Um, It's also a really great opportunity for universities to present ideas, talk about different subjects, but also show the facilities that are available. So what you can do is you can immerse uh, those students in their classroom in a university environment. So we often run sessions from labs. Um, We're running some sessions from, uh, you know, performance spaces within universities. Uh, We're using also equipment that, that schools don't have access to, which they can you know, have and it's always sort of um, have on screen and, and see working and see the results for different experiments, for example. Um, so it's a great way of sort of bringing academics and people from universities to schools, but also giving an insight into fa- facilities. Um, we've also done things like campus tours, um, which yeah. have been very interesting. <laughs> um, and you know, with with students taking. Taking students on a tour uh, and having different students in different parts of the campus, say in the accommodation and you know showing a bedroom and then going across to uh, the students' union things like that so it's really it is really buried and, and, and we 've also had some ridiculously dangerous experiments being done. Um, <laughs> But from the school's point of view, there's no health and safety risk at all for them. Maybe so. it's
0: better that they're not there in real life. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. They'll never be able to do those experiments themselves. Um, but they don't have any of the admin around or even trying to or do risk them. Risk assessments. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so they don't have any of that. Um, but they can have access to um, people that are mad enough to try, you know, from the universities and, and to present... Uh, those types of experiments but but it does uh, a lot of the what I'm talking about in terms of labs and experiments uh, obviously that's a science element but we we run sessions that are right across the board really in terms of the uh, subject areas.
1: Mm. And am I right in thinking some of the sessions so within an hour it could be a few different universities as well you run some like that where it's collaborative.
2: Yep, yeah. absolutely, and. The benefit of that for students is that often and, and I used to talk a at a university as well, and sometimes you would you would get students that you think actually you haven 't done your research have you you 're you're actually on the wrong course uh, or you 're in the wrong place and so what the the benefit of that is you, you can really uh, for a student you might be in your classroom. And you might hear a talk uh, on studying English, English literature, for example. Uh, what's it like to study English literature from three different universities? Mm. Um, because,
1: of course, that will be radically different from one university to the next. Yeah. And A-level students sometimes don't get that until they start researching their course. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the messages we try and get out there when we talk about choosing a course. If you like English, that doesn't mean you're going to like English at one university or that you're going to like it more at another yeah. So it's great that they have that opportunity to hear about a subject from multiple different voices,
0: from the comfort of their own school. Yeah. Ultimately, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think that's that's really crucial because I, I think often with students they need that um, motivation to get out of their school to then you know start to explore what is right for them. And mm. so these sessions give them often give them that first step to saying, well, I, I yeah, I want to find out more about UEA. I want to go to. Uh, the campus, I want to find out uh, more about studying there. So uh, it really does give, often gives the confidence and the motivation and reassurance that that actually they're thinking about the right things. Um, because I, I think often with students, they, they will be thinking, well, I need to do this or I need to do that. I need to be studying a course like this. But by bringing different courses into the classroom as as we're doing, often it will trigger something that actually I, I don't want to do that, I want to do this. And, and, and I think they're really important um, things, uh, motivators, and really important realisations that need to take place before perhaps you end up with students following what they think they should be doing uh, or not doing the research anyway and then perhaps ending up in the wrong place for them so uh, so yeah it's kind of crucial and hearing different voices from different Mm -hmm. universities I think is really valuable for them
1: yeah absolutely Well, thanks, Rob. It's been great to hear from you today. Um, And I know from um, speaking on behalf of UEA, we're really excited to be working with you and Channel Talent. Um, So if any teachers listening are interested in joining in with these online guest lectures, we'll insert the link to the website,
2: which was... ChannelTalent.co.uk
1: Excellent. Um, We'll insert that at the bottom. Um, So other than that, you can email us to get more information as well, which would be schools at UEA.ac.uk um and we'll help you get more information and put you in touch with rob as well right thank you very much thank you you've made it this far why not subscribe to our podcast we're now really excited to be joined by caroline who's come all the way um here today to uea to the teachers conference from prior park college which is in bath Um, so welcome caroline and thank you for coming That's lovely, thank you. It's lovely to be here. And thank you for joining us on the podcast. Um, We are particularly excited to be talking to you because we know that you are a listener.
4: I am. I heard about the podcast when I went to the UCAS Careers Fair um, earlier this year at University of West of England in Bristol and I was given a leaflet about it and I thought that sounds really interesting. It's once a month, it's 20 odd minutes, so it'd be worthwhile me listening to that to find out more about courses that are available out there
1: which is great and that's how you kind of came across the teachers conference um and earlier in this season we we had um, an episode about actuarial science and now we are sending an academic into your school to talk about that and promote the subject um all because of the podcast which is great so thank you very much for being a listener and now a participant <laughs> <laughs> um, so i'm going to hand over to hannah and megan who's just going to ask you a few questions about your experience of the conference okay
0: so thank you for joining us for the teachers conference um, that we're all enjoying and thankfully you are as well and we were just hoping that you could talk to us a little bit about your experience because we know there are numerous sessions you have the opportunity to attend today and we we're just wondering which ones have you been to if you'd like to reflect a little bit on that tell us about it. Okay so it's a two-day conference so I arrived yesterday morning early
4: um, and I've been to a number of things and I think for me the, f- the first session which was um, run by the environmental science depart- department and allied subjects that was on talking about particularly subjects which I don't know anything about I'm not a scientist and for me that was really helpful to hear about things like geophysics etc mm. you know, oceanography because I'm too aware that students tend to pick uh, school subjects and they don't necessarily know what's out there and other things might suit them better And I'm very keen that they should get to know about those sorts of things. So for me, that informed me greatly. So that was really helpful. And linked to that, that's why we are having the actuarial sciences person to come to our careers fair, because we want students to hear about um, subjects of which they haven't heard before, rather Mm. than the ones that everybody knows about, like like medicine. Um, But also, I've really enjoyed um, the actual just being here and getting a feel for the... The vibe of the place, if you like. And the campus. The campus, exactly Mm. so. So I've had a tour of that and of of Norwich, which has been great, um, so that I can talk knowledgeably to students when they're saying, I really want to go to a big green place, which is obviously a sort of place to come. It's It's not in a city centre like London. But also, it's picking up on the... The passion of the staff and the way they care about the students and they're wanting to teach them in a way that helps them and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and help the staff that advise the students and that's really important as well because when you're advising students you want to feel comfortable in doing that not, mm. not recommending places that you might have a slight anxiety about
1: or that you think might not be the right place exactly for them. So at the exactly end of the so. day you want them to do the right thing that's gonna make them happy
4: it's about the whole student which yeah. is really really important absolutely
3: So at our Nurturing Bright Futures conference, um, we've got a variety of different breakout sessions um, so that teachers and advisors can choose what sessions will be beneficial for them and for their students. So I'd be really interested to know what you have picked um, to go to today and what you've enjoyed.
4: Okay, well, although I've come representing a school where I work, I'm also a school governor in a state school in the town where I live, um, which is a different sort of mix of students to the school where I work. So I've tried to pick sessions because I've come in my own time. I've tried to pick sessions that would... Uh, help me with both those so I've just been to a session on um, addressing the needs of uh, white working class boys and and their aspirations uh, after lunch I'm going to one on visual literacy and then there's also one on chocolate I can't quite remember what, what that <laughs> yeah. linked to but I was really interested in the chocolate word
0: <laughs> we don't want to tell you too much and obviously give that away to any of our listeners as well <laughs> um, but obviously, but that's a good mix they're really varied <laughs> um,
1: which
4: I think is one of the perks of the conference and it's yeah. nice that you get to choose yes your own. yes and uh, to be honest if you if you'd said to me you know you sent your thing in too late I didn't send it in late but you sent your thing in too late so you're going to have to have the ones that we just give you they would all have been interesting oh that's really nice to hear
0: so I think ultimately we just want to say thank you for coming along and being able to share your thoughts on the podcast with us yeah. um, and hopefully you will find it really useful, a lot of the things you'll take away, like you said, to implement not only where you work but even um, in your other things you do outside of your day-to-day job um, and hopefully you can spread the message to other people as well if they want to come along for next year's conference too. Oh, I Tim. certainly will do. Thank you very much, Caroline. Do you know someone who would like this
1: podcast? We'd love it if you shared it with them so we're coming to the end of the episode thank you for listening to this season of coffee break Um, don't forget to look out for us from september with some brand new episodes and a brand new look the nurturing bright futures podcast Um, and just to end we'd like to tell you a couple of dates to keep free for next year so the teachers conference will be the 4th to the 5th of june 2020 Um, That's the Nurturing Bright Futures Conference and we also deliver a sixth form conference which you can bring your students to and it's an amazing event that gives them the opportunity to have lots of interactive academic taster sessions um, across a variety of different subjects, Um, student-led tours and a chance to find out about what it's really like studying at a campus university and the sixth form conference next year will be the 19th of June 2020. Um, So we'll see you again soon.